about $600 worth of points. So <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's, that's disgusting, dude. That's disgusting. <laughs> My name's Monish, and I'm your main host. Welcome to Real Talk. Yo! Hello? Hey. The guy you just heard, he's like the guy from Taken. I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. He's got a very specific set of skills that make him a nightmare for airlines. But there's a whole legion of people, right? There's like a secret society. Well, not really, but you know what I'm talking about. Of people who try to beat the airlines at their own game. Here's Tim. Uh, my name is Tim Vanderly. I, I live in San Francisco area. Yeah. And well, uh, can you tell me your address so the listeners can uh, can send you hate mail? In my case. social security <laughs> number. Yeah. Let me give you my credit card number first. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're 20 and you're young and you're kind of broke, you have pennies to travel on. But if you play your cards right at the poker table, you can save thousands. Yeah, thousands on airline travel. Tim. Tim's a travel hacker. Yeah, uh, I am a part-time, I guess you'd call it travel hacking, travel yeah, hacker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like for a few hours a week, um, I hack travel companies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I uh, try and take advantage of like the systems that they have in place to sort of maximize the rewards that you can get. And the perks to being a travel hacker are, are pretty nice. Yeah, travel hacking is, is kind of cool because, you know, here, here I am. Uh, paying like just a few hundred dollars for like a seven day all expense paid vacation to, you know, X location, which is really cool. Now here's the weird part. Tim did something very, 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 very weird (laughs) to save money last week. Here's what he did. Tell me, tell me the terrible, terrible, terrible thing you did last week. So for context, I went over to this man's that I'm talking to his house, and I was there. And on a Tuesday, tell the listeners exactly what you did. Uh, so I purchased a flight from San Francisco to Las Vegas, round trip, um, same day, where I basically left at like 10 a.m. and I got back at 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, it cost me a hundred dollars for the flight. But I made about six hundred dollars worth of points. So <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's, that. that's disgusting, dude. That's disgusting. <laughs> so I'm essentially trading in like a full day of my time, which uh, wasn't exactly a full day of my time because I was able to work uh, from the Las Vegas airport. You're missing the best part. So you you went to the airport. Your airport's like ten minutes away from your house. You flew to Las Vegas. You're there in the morning. It's an hour and a half flight, so barely anything, right? And then, and then at the airport, you didn't leave. Where were you at the airport? Well, uh, I was actually in one of the lounges. They have, there's a uh, 
there's an American Express lounge in Las Vegas airport, so I never actually left the secure area. Yeah. Um, What's the specific have, name of this lounge? What's the uh, the very fancy name? It's the the Centurion Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> it has a real like legacy name to it. Like, oh yes, I'm gonna meet you in the Centurion Lounge. <laughs> yeah. um, they have like. I mean, they have an open bar. They have a shower. Even they have. They have a shower. Um, Wait, I did not know this. They have a shower. Yeah, some of the some of the more upscale lounges and uh, airports will have showers because they anticipate like people coming through okay. um, international uh, international flights, and then uh, you know they're dirty, so they want to they want to shower before their next flight. They have showers at the airport because Tim got the right credit card, American Express, and he gets access to an open bar free snacks, free food. It's it's ridiculous. Now, what's crazy is that there's people out there, entire communities that do this for a living. People get really, really, really into it. Yeah. Well, there are people who do this. I think it's harder now than it was like maybe 10, 20 years ago. But there are people who do this for like a living where they have like top status at these airlines and like they can almost make more in points. Um, And, uh, you know, it's... I don't fully understand the dynamics now because the game has changed a lot, but um, it's interesting to, to like see what people have done in the past. Back to Las Vegas. Here's how Tim did it. So Tim found a promotion. Like a month ago, so JetBlue ran this promotion. In that promotion, he found a loophole in the fine print. And that loophole was if you book a round trip anywhere before August, will give you like a bazillion travel points. So Tim naturally, uh, being who he was, was like, okay, if I book a round flight before August that's cheaper than the points being awarded, I'll make a profit. Doing the economics behind that was like, okay, I can make 50,000 points. Like, So that's worth $600 to me. Is there a flight that I can take that's way cheaper than that and then I can just absorb the profit? So it's definitely not a normal thing. Um, You just have to sort of pounce on these opportunities as they come along. You sound like a crazy person. (laughs) Like a really smart, (laughs) evil genius. I do. I, there, there are probably like environmentalists listening. Yeah. Like, well, how would you do that? How you know, dare you? Know, you know the cubic, you know, emissions. Uh, you know the emissions of uh, CO two that it costs to right. somebody three yeah. hours. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely. I mean, I, I like loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. Yeah. I know that. And uh, this is one of those situations where um, I was like, hey, this is a loophole. This is a way that you know, in the future now. I can fly to, you know, New York City round trip um, with these points. If you're wondering how did Tim get into this, uh, I thought the same thing. Like when it comes to financial literacy, you got, you got a big fucking dick, right? Like that's, you know, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a little bit of uh, a little bit of experience. Yeah. In like, yeah, finances. Yeah. So, but, um, so why? 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 Like, was there a moment? Was there a moment when you 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 went from like you know, normal Tim to, you know, balling on Las Vegas flights. <laughs> Actually, what prompted me to get more into it was uh, how much money we spent on um, vacations last year. <laughs> like we, we spent, because we spent like, you know, thousands of dollars because we were traveling like yeah. almost once a month yeah. and it was just unsustainable. And so I was like, right, maybe right. it was an alternate. You, you were on a and ship with a giant holes and you could not, you, you were going down. <laughs> you were going down, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I was like, okay, how can I plug some of these holes? So I was like, wait a second. There are all these different ways that I can accrue miles and hotel points. 
And if I can use these, if I can leverage them on some of like the larger trips, then we could wind up paying, you know, a fraction of the cost for, uh, for what, for where we want to go. Everyone knows that if you buy a ticket early or late, the price changes, but Tim breaks it down even further. Usually it's good to buy your tickets as far in advance as possible. Um, it really depends on your situation. Um, like if you're going for Thanksgiving, it's definitely a good idea. Cause I mean, those flights are going to be booked completely no matter what. Um, if you're traveling like, uh, in a time where you think that the tickets might go down in price, then it, it might be good to wait up to even like three weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, really prices are pretty stable. And then maybe like in the like three week to like three months before the flight, you might see them fluctuate a little bit based yeah. on how many people are booking. Um, and then usually between like three weeks and the day of, or even like a couple days before, it just like goes up substantially. Like yeah. you'll find that, you know, a flight from like San Francisco where I live to like Chicago um, might be as cheap as like a hundred bucks uh, early on. But then, you know, if you wait till just a few days before, it could jump up to like 500. So here's the crazy part. If you ask someone sitting next to you in an airline what they paid, you would think it's the same, but actually, usually, it's totally different. Like seriously, ask the person next to you on the plane. Same seats, both in coach, you're both booked on the same day, but totally different prices, like thousands of dollars apart. Like how is that possible, right? Here's why. Say you're an airline. Right. You want to make as much money as possible selling tickets. But the thing is, if you price your tickets really low, you'll fill up all the seats, but you'll lose out on the money you could have made if you priced your tickets higher. Right. Now, on the flip side, say you price your tickets way too high. You'll make a great profit margin on each ticket, but it's too expensive for most people. So you'll have empty seats. Right. So here's the problem. How do you fill up all your seats in the airplane? and still make a good profit margin. Like, how do you make as much profit as you can while also filling up the seats? Well, here's where a little term from economics called price discrimination. I know that sounds very scary, but <laughs> price discrimination comes in here. Think, there's two types of travelers. There's like the rich business travelers who are willing to spend thousands on airline tickets, like their tissues are made out of Benjamin Franklin dollar bills and then there's me and you leisure travelers we are the cheapos who are willing to spend only 150 dollars on airline tickets now if the airline sells some tickets to leisure travelers at 150 dollars and some tickets to business travelers at a thousand dollars they can fill up all their seats and still make a profit right that's the middle ground sell some tickets for a low price to the people who are only going to pay that price and sell some tickets at a really high high price to the people that will buy it for that much. 
And through your purchasing habits, the airline, the airline itself can tell if you're a leisure traveler or a business traveler. If you travel from Monday to Friday, but you don't stay the weekend, your ticket price will be astronomically higher because the airline knows that people that do not stay on the weekend are business people. Business people don't usually fly on the weekends because they don't have business to do on the weekends. But if you stay the weekend, they know you're a leisure traveler because they know you're busy dancing the night away at your cousin's wedding. And they know that you won't pay for a ticket that's over, say, $150. So they'll charge you less. The difference in prices can be thousands. The same flight, the same airline, the same seat. Okay, <laughs> okay, breather. So step one, let's make it easy. Step one, book in advance. Three months, three weeks. Step two, stay the weekend. Step three, account for bag fees. They don't charge change fees. They don't charge uh, check bag fees, whereas the most of the other airlines do. In fact, all of them will charge bag fees now, I think. So, okay, so, and then, and then, so they will charge bag fees. Southwest does not. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, so that's just something you have to like price into the ticket. Like if yeah. the Southwest ticket is you know, like 10 bucks more, maybe it's worth it. Also account for cancellation fees. Yeah. And then if you want to cancel your ticket, who's better to go yeah, to? Yeah, that's, uh, so even if you cancel your ticket, Southwest will, um, on like their lowest Claire fast or lowest <laughs> Claire. Wow. Lowest class fair. Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know why that took so long to come out. So uh, quite the Freudian they'll slip. They'll give you like they'll give you a full um, <laughs> they'll give you a full refund in terms of they'll give you full they'll give you like a refund in terms of a credit that you can yeah. use to for another um, flight somewhere. The other airlines are pretty dramatic. If you fly like Delta or American or United, those are the other three big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to charge you 150 bucks. And step four, uh, here's a big step. Use travel points. Travel points. You have to sign up for it like once and there's basically no downside. Uh, here's Tim. It's like a different currency. You know how like you've got the US dollar, you've got like Euro, you've got you've got Southwest miles, you've got United miles, except it's extremely limited in its scope yeah. because, you know, you can only use Southwest miles or at least the best use is to use it on flights. Yeah. So... Um, the exchange rate, if you want to call it that, like if you wanted to actually just buy the points directly yeah. is terrible. Like if okay. you buy the points and then use them on the flight, that's the worst thing for them. It's, so, it's not the worst thing, but, um, it's usually, it usually doesn't make sense. Okay. So never buy travel points, right? But there is one little thing you can do. And if you don't screw up and again, Big emphasis on if you do not absolutely screw up, uh, because sixty percent of people do kind of screw this up. You can get credit cards because mm-hmm. credit cards come up with come with massive sign up bonuses. But having credit cards, if you're not good with it, it's risky. It's it's almost it's almost like the mafia. You know, yeah. it's like you lend you get money from the mafia. Yeah, <laughs> the, the credit cards aren't that bad, um, but it does this like. Uh, the sort of downward spiral because yeah. you maybe you go to the mafia and you're like, I need 500 bucks. And they're like, okay, I'll on, give you 500 on bucks. On the day of my daughter's like, wedding. Yes. Anything. <laughs> but you're going to owe me a thousand bucks yeah. in a month. And you're like, oh, that's fine. And then you, you know, 
you go back to him, you're like, I don't have a thousand, I only have 750. And he's like, okay, <laughs> now you're going to owe me 2000. It just like, it's not that extreme, but it, it, uh, it does add up. So travel points are awesome. Now there is a super secret website he goes to, um, <laughs> that you can get travel points, uh, that a lot of people don't actually know they can get. I really like, uh, my, my favorite website is probably milenerd.com. Mm. He only posts five, five days a week. <laughs> um, only, on, only five days a week yeah yeah he, he's like he's got one post that he like five posts a week and, he only, he only uh, eats he only eats 26 times a day he only goes to the restroom 40 times a week it's not a big deal it's well it's like it's like it's like uh milk like in the old days you would have the cream float to the top and he's like if you're just starting and if you're even interested in points yeah. like going to mile nerd because he's just showing you the cream like he's like yeah. okay you know you can if you use this link you can get a thousand free um you know american airlines miles and you can also get airline points by this thing called portals and i don't mean the video game there's portals if you're uh, a big online shopper you can use portals either for like cashback um, or you can use them for miles which okay. is kind of cool so like you just go to i mean after you create an account you go to uh you know, this portal and then you, you, you get like X miles per dollar that you spend. So maybe yeah. if you spend like a thousand dollars on a new computer, uh, you know, you can get even one mile per dollar Then you know, okay. it can, it can add up. Okay. So this might seem totally overwhelming, but stick with me. We'll make this a simple checklist at the end that you can write down probably on a note card and it will be so easy to implement this that you won't even have to think twice. If you want to check airline tickets, though, there is one website now you should check. Um, my favorite uh, site for even just checking tickets and prices is um, is Google. Like they have a Google Flights, Google.com slash flights. Um, there, I found like whoever designed that is just brilliant. You can see um, like a calendar view from like if you if you want to go somewhere. In particular, you can see what the, the prices are on each of the different dates. Um, you can even use their map view where you're like, I don't know where to go, but I, you know, have these dates free. Yeah. Let me see what the prices are for all the different areas. And uh, they always have these uh, pretty helpful tips, I find. When you're like searching for something, there's a bar at the top that's like, hey, do you want to save $90? You should fly out of Oakland instead of San Francisco. Yeah. You know, like yeah. little help for, helpful reminders. Um, I, I'm starting to sound like a... Like I work for Google, I don't. Yeah. But, uh, Sponsored I like by Google. Ads. Yeah. Google Flights is basically like a fancier, better version of like Kayak, and it's a go-to place to be. Now, those are the basics, but there's other advanced, you know, dark magic you can apply to save on airline tickets. And for one guy, uh, these these advanced dark magic tricks, uh, it got him sued by the entire legal representation of United Airlines. There's some more advanced stuff like uh, there's one thing called hidden city ticketing. I don't know if you've heard of that. Is that like on the black market or something? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no, there's there's a guy uh, a couple of years ago. He actually got sued by United because United really didn't like that he was doing this. Yeah. Um, and the airlines, I mean, if you do it all the time, you'll get blacklisted. But uh, basically. <laughs> I did yeah. not know you get air yeah, blacklisted totally off yeah. an airline. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, they don't like it. Basically, what it's doing, it, somebody wrote a search. Um, somebody like designed this search that will actually not only search for tickets to your destination, 
it'll search for tickets through your destination. Mm. So like in some cases, it's actually cheaper to book a ticket through your destination than it is to your destination, which doesn't make any sense. But because of the economics behind it, that's what they charge. It's weird. And we don't recommend doing it because... There's definitely some risks involved because, um, number one, you can't check bags. So yeah. you have to carry on. Number two, if you uh, get rerouted for some reason, the airline's not going to care. Yeah. If, like one of your flights was canceled. They're like, oh, we're going to route you through Denver instead. You're going to be like, well, that's not where I want to go. Well, like, um, you know, they're going to say, well, doesn't matter. Right. Um, so there's definitely some risk involved. But in some cases, you can save up to like 40%. Okay. Which is pretty crazy, okay. and that uh, if you're if you are interested in that, uh, you can go to skiplagged.com. <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah. That guy signed that United tried to take down. Wow, and uh, didn't work. The how, the, the how, judge how, threw it out. They were like, uh, "This guy is brilliant. <laughs> <It's pretty> cool, <laughs> this guy it? is so smart. Hell yeah!" Now all this finance stuff is hard. It can be boring. It can be a slog. But at least coming from Tim, it's not as hard as people make it out to be. I love books, right? Most people yeah. find books like fucking boring. Like they're like, they're like, uh, give yeah. me a book so I can throw it away and I can have it on my shelf, right? Here's the thing: saving money for a lot of people is very boring, right? Oh, right? it's incredibly boring. You don't right. you don't get the instant payoff. You know, like, why would I want to save money when right now I could have a new car? You know <laughs> a new car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, why? How did you get interested in this? Like, how did you right? Because there was a there must have been a turning point or a day or something happened where you got interested and you dove deep into it to the point of no return. Right. Because now, because you you just you just uh, you, you like you said you go on like travel hacking blogs, you're into this shit, right? Like it's interesting to you, right? You find it, it's I mean it's like it's like it's like points crack, right? It's just um, how did how did that happen? How did that progression happen, right? Because getting people interested in the first place that would solve pretty much the entire problem. Um. I, I know I, th I feel like people look at it as if it's a lot of effort and I think that's probably the largest hurdle because you're like wait a second I have to sign up for something <laughs> and then I have to keep track of it and if oh, yeah. I don't use it for two years I admit I just it just disappears because that's yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, with yeah. most points right and you're like uh, I'm not feeling this it's definitely yeah I don't I don't know what the like what the catalyst was it like was it something in your childhood, Tim? Was it something that... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a moment that came to me. I feel like in some ways I've always been um, into like personal finance and and uh, saving money and, and making money off of your, your saved money. Um, and so this, I guess, is just a natural extension yeah. of that. <laughs> No, no, no kids beat you up with like quarter rolls or anything like, or like with money <laughs> that vowed you, you became quarter man where you trying to save. <laughs> I used to be the guy who just gave away money. Like, yeah. and then somebody yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat me up with it. And I was yeah. like, never again, never again, never again. I'm going to save you all. No. <laughs> okay. So that was a lot. If you died in the middle of the information, uh, just try to take notes. 
I totally understand. Just listen to this part. Let's recap. Step one, use Google Flights and compare prices. Step two, book that shit in advance. Three months to three weeks is a sweet spot. Step three, price in baggage fees and cancellation fees. Step four, sign up for points. And if you can, get points through a credit card, shopping through portals and mileonair.com. Step five, save thousands of dollars by staying the weekend. Do not be CEO Joe. And step number six, don't get sued by United. And yeah, if you're wondering how I know Tim, well, I'll play the tape. Okay, cool. Uh, and last question, uh, how do we know each other? How do we know each other? Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> are you thinking very, about it? I don't know how, how, how did we meet? How do, do we know someone in common? I, <laughs> no, I married your sister. How dare you? <laughs> uh, you're my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, dude. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> Special guest was Tim Vanderly. Uh, feedback was by Justine Brum. Music is by Electric Mantis. Uh, if you like that episode, tell a friend. It's the greatest compliment we can get. And also, if you want to get updates plus bonus material you can't get anywhere else, sign up at realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Again, that's realtalkstudio.com slash insider. My name is Monish. This is Real Talk, signing off.